0: Good morning. morning. Happy New Year. Beautiful day for it. This is the elder service where we give Pastor Bob the Sunday off, and I see he's taking advantage of it. Has everybody noticed Pastor Bob's shorts today? Wow. I just got good material, so sorry. Sorry. Well, maybe we'll take a separate offering to <laughs> clothe the pastor. Uh, I'm hoping they were a gift. <laughs> <All right. laughs> so this Sunday, we're, we're, uh, the elders going to take the, the sermon, and we wanted to talk about our service at CBC and what it's meant to us over the years, so just to kind of summarize our experiences over it. So. I'll share a little bit about my experiences, and then uh, Dino Mensa, and, and then Scott Watkins will, will finish up for us. So there'll be three of us today, but, but that's the uh, intent of the sermon. Two big caveats, though. Hey, there's people in the balcony. Uh, two big caveats, though. I know for a fact that there's many people at CBC that donate a lot of their time, talents, treasures, a lot more than I do, so I'm not up here because I'm the role model by any means. Uh, just some observations from my personal self that I'm going to share. And uh, I also know that people that can't serve or aren't serving, because there's lots of peripheral issues in our lives, and between family and job and other things. So it's not like uh, I'm you know, trying to guilt people into serving. It's, I know there's other things. We're not judging. So it's just more commenting on that. So I just want to make sure that you understood kind of where we were coming from with this. Uh, but if you do feel a slight twinge of conviction or a little bit of a whispering your ear... <laughs> I don't want to neglect that because that's, that was a big factor in, in, in my walk as well. So starting off, I, I, I didn't have these printed up because I wanted to take it easy on the uh, sound team as well, but 1 Corinthians 3, 5 through 9. After all, who is Apollos? Who is Paul? We are only God's servants through whom you believe the good news. Each of us did the work of the Lord gave us. I planted the seed in your heart and Apollos watered it, but it was God who made it grow it's not important who does the planting or who does the watering. What's important is that God makes the seed grow. The one who plants and the one who waters work together with the same purpose and both will be rewarded by their own hard work. For we are both God's workers and you are God's field. You are God's building. It says it pretty clear about just Service that we all work together, and no specific function is more important than the other, but we're all working together in God's field to advance the kingdom. Uh, Going into a little bit of a personal history for Lisa and myself, when we started at CBC back in, like, 2003, I'm thinking, what attracted us to CBC at the time over at the old Johnson facility is just that so many of the people served, and they had just such a passion. They all had different ministries, and such a high percentage of the, the congregation was working and serving. So it left quite an attractive aroma for uh, me. I was like, wow, these guys are are into it. And uh, so it was funny, despite all that, every other month, Amanda would come to us with a new member sign-in form so we could become members. And about a year and a half-ish, we finally decided, don't correct me, so, so let's say a year and a half, we finally became members. We're like, hey, we're putting our time in here, we're tithing here, We might as well get a vote and see where all this goes. So we, we finally became members, and in hindsight, we still don't know exactly why we took so long, but uh, I do be, you know, emphasize the benefits of church membership, presuming you agree. But the best part was, Lisa and I were sitting there, and we had Dan Plum sitting here, and Joe Dilbeck sitting here. Now, Joe's not here today, I guess, but uh, Joe had his famous three questions at the end of the new member class. So, do you have any questions about the bylaws? No. Do you have any questions on who Jesus is? No. Where do you see yourself serving? Ouch. It's right out of the bucket, he's asking for a commitment on where you're gonna serve, which is great, because you have to get engaged, you have to be involved, and that, that kind of kicked it off right from there. So, uh, three very, very good questions. So, where do you see yourself serving? So, over the last 15 years or so that we've been at CBC, we've served all sorts of different um, positions at the church in different capacities. Uh, and I'll be honest with you, some of the times I served is just uh, an here just so I wouldn't lose track, but sometimes just out of guilt, you kind of feel like you should, peer pressure. I'm kind of an approval junkie. I don't like saying no to people. So, I know when Wren sat me down to talk about being an elder, I'm going, you got the wrong dude. This just isn't right. And, you know, but there was that little whispering in my ear. Boy, I hate that. And I I took the step, and it was very, very difficult on a lot of fronts for me, But uh, uh, but I've grown through it. And then lastly, just obedience to Scripture. We're called to serve, and Even if you can't serve, at least just be praying for the church, because that's just the most mighty weapon we have. So those those are kind of the reasons why we've done it. But in summarizing, I thought the last few weeks, because we knew this was coming, what are the benefits I've received from the serving? And I think first and foremost is I've seen miracles over the last 10 years or so, because I started getting involved with the church finances about 10 years ago. And you see the bank accounts and where we're at at Johnson, and we're trying to stay in business. If you had told me then that we're gonna be here in this building today, as amazingly beautiful as it looks, no way, Um, totally inconceivable, no. Uh, Preposterous to think that we could have swung that because during that time, the elders were much more gutsy than I was. We would always, the church would zig and hire someone and then the economy would zag. So we were just constantly playing catch up but at least for me personally, I don't think my faith has ever grown through easy times. Uh, it's always through the difficult times where you grow, and then you kind of got to decide, you know, which side you're going to be on. So uh, I've just seen miracles with that, with the church itself, let alone others. But every time I walk onto this campus, I just kind of go, "Wow!" I, I, I'm just so impressed that we are here. Uh, number two, I've discovered my spiritual strengths—some things that I'm not horrible at. So at least through that, I've found some, you know, where my strengths are. Number three, spiritual weaknesses—you know, where. I am not strong dealing with the little kids God bless those people I have a hard time with it you know I was good with my kid but folks who take care of that that's great so that is not a strong point but also other spiritual weaknesses just commitment to prayer and uh, leading of the Holy Spirit and just you know you realize that okay I still got a quite a ways to go here Uh, growth that's available through obedience You, you start growing and obeying You start developing as a Christian, so you get stronger in your faith. Uh, Experiencing God in a new way uh, through serving. It gets me out of myself, and I'll talk a little bit more shortly. And opportunity to know some amazing people. I mean, I look around this room, and holy cow, it's just just so many cool people here. uh, And I don't have to pay to be here. I should. I mean, it's just to hang out. So it's when you're working shoulder to shoulder with people that you get to hear their stories. And it's just, that's been a huge benefit to me. And through that and through hearing your stories, it's led me into a deeper relationship with Christ. So thank you. Uh, kind of starting to sum up here conclusions. Uh, what I need to do is I just got to remind myself constantly that it's never convenient. I'm Like almost never. Uh, but it's always rewarding. I mean, going to elder meetings after a long day at work at night for hours, is not a lot of fun, but every night I walk out to my car, I go, man, that was cool, and I've got to hang out with some awesome people, and we did some of the Lord's work, it's, you know, might be talking about budgets or boring things, but at least uh, I can definitely feel that the Holy Spirit was there and the leading was there, and that's all we pray for, just that we stay in the center of God's will, so it's never convenient, but it's, it's always extremely beneficial to me. And I think number two is just that I need to get my eyes off of myself uh, and onto God. Because the more I focus on myself, uh, the more limited I feel. So uh, that's where I always kind of repeat to myself, Philippians uh, 4, 11 through 13. Uh, Not that I was ever in need, for I have learned how to be content with whatever I have. I know how to live on almost nothing or Everything. I have learned the secret of living in every situation, whether it is a full, st- full stomach or empty, with plenty or little, for I can do everything through Christ who gives me strength." And just getting my eyes off of myself and onto Christ, that's been the important part. And uh, the last takeaway, my last thought is just, uh, I've been very convicted over these years. As I mentioned earlier, CBC would always zig and the economy would zag. I need to stop playing as much defense as I have, because I I tend to be conservative in nature, but to not just maintain what we have, but to actually move the flag forward so that we're advancing and expanding the kingdom of God, not just maintaining the status quo. So advancing and extending the the kingdom, that's that's the important part for me. So, uh, Lord God, we praise you and thank you for this opportunity. We thank you for Community Bible Church. We thank you for the people. We pray that you'll help us to advance the kingdom. We pray that you'll give us the guidance and wisdom, and we pray that we'll just continue to use prayer, the most powerful weapon in the world, to do your will, Lord. In your son's name we pray. Amen. I'd like to call up Dino.
1: Um, So thanks for, uh, well, I guess you didn't have too much choice, but thanks for letting me speak this morning. Um, (laughs) Here you are. Here I am. So three years ago, um, I was privileged or challenged to give a sort of an opening testimony as an incoming elder. And uh, a lot has changed since then, so it was um, interesting and um, natural to reflect on the last three years and kind of ties into what we're talking about this morning about how um, serving has impacted us. So I wanted to kind of reflect back to three years ago a little bit. Um, Three years ago, we were in the Johnson property and uh, my testimony was Really um, about how God had been speaking to me and working with me through a very, uh, w- what I consider a very debilitating issue with anxiety at the time, and uh, how being called to be an elder, um, it, it felt like, uh, um, I don't know how to say it, I mean just with the conflicting emotions of, you know, the, this is not more anxiety, but am I really ready, am I really worthy of doing this, or whatever that means, um, but also, like, there's just so much going on. I don't know how I'm going to do this. I don't know how I'm going to cope. Um, so even just coming here this morning, I was telling my wife, like, oh, got yeah, I got to take out the trash because we got to, uh, you know, Tuesday morning, you know, we're, we're going to be gone and, and we need the trash. And I was thinking about three years ago and what that meant to me. Um, and I, I don't want to go on too long about it, but taking out the trash would have been. Oh my gosh! I got to take out the trash Tuesday, and if I don't take out the trash, it's going to build up and it's going to pile up in our yard, and I don't know what we're going to do. And how am I going to remember every week? That it's just like this—this this anxiety was crippling and debilitating. It was just this voice that was always playing in my head, where I would I overthink things. Um, joining uh, the elder team was um, really an awesome thing to do. Um, I, I concur with Mike that it was really uh, a good way to to meet folks and and uh, people in the church and go deeper in the relationship with the church and to, and to share with. With, with Bob about what's going on, and, and just to come to know more people. Um, but reflecting on the last three years, God has walked through with me through the anxiety issue um, that I had, that I have. I'm still a great practitioner of anxiety, but I've come to find that um, I think I'm to the point now where in my conversations with people, and even in the elder board, when we have these conversations, we talk about what's going on in each other's lives. I think it's it's more, what I, I cannot be cured of that. I, can, I think I'm just kind of, it's pretty normal. We all have something, or some, something that, if we woke up in the middle of the night and we decided that we were gonna start worrying about that, it wouldn't take long to get ourselves into a state. And so I feel like I'm in a more healthy, more normal place now, um, but um, it's also um, tremendously convicting to, to say, how much am I really turning this over to God? And how much am I really trusting that He's gonna do something about it and that He has me in His hand? And that um, whatever happens, you know, um, it's in His plan, and and so that has been uh, that has been my challenge is to really come to believe and embrace that. So I kind of wanted to share that with you because this is sort of the bookend uh, of the three years. I'm going to be um, rotating off of the elder board, and I wanted to close the kind of close the loop on that a little bit. Um, so things are better, and yet there's one thing that concerns me a little bit. Um, and again, a little bit in the in the spirit of a testimony is that as I've become more uh, sort of healthy feeling or normal or been able to kind of break away from that, that, that awfulness, I felt like my, uh, bless you, my moment my moment dependence on God has weakened. And, and I've become more like, oh, I'm okay now, I'm independent, I'm gonna go to work, and I'm not, it's, not, it's not easy for me to remember every five minutes to go, please God help me through the next five minutes, which sounds like a terrible thing, but it was actually, um, I wouldn't trade it for the world. Um, it was a really cool experience to be so um, broken in that sense that it's. it really felt like minute by minute I needed him to get through. Um, that's just how scary the world was for me at that point. Um, so that's something um, I'm going to be watching. Um, I want to figure out how to, and I want to talk to people about this, and I want to explore this, and I want to learn how to do this. How do I have that same kind of dependence on God, that same desperate dependence on God, Without being in the crusher, <laughs> like like when things are kind of okay, how do you how do you maintain that? I don't I don't really know, um, and I'm worried about it, but I'm I'm thinking about it too, and I just I just kind of want to share that with you as as a challenge that I have. Um, number two, um, serving on the elder board, um, and again, I, Mike hit on that uh, is really opened my eyes to the service that people do in the church, Um, the people up front, but also the unsung heroes. So I had just kind of like the worship team, the sound, the people that work, the soundboard, who we only notice if something goes wrong, but usually everything is great. Um, Food share, Sunday school teachers, uh, visitations, uh, putting out the food that hypes up the kids, uh, and then cleaning up the food after they leave it, you know, disaster area, bulletins, greeters, communion, um, youth ministry, finances, I wanted to, and, and many, many more. And these are all things that we all just kind of bring to the table to make this this church thing work and I don't think we want to glorify the institution and keep that and perpetuate that for its own sake or the sake of religion it's just a really cool thing that people come together and and believe that uh, together worshiping God is better than you know staying home and not meeting other other family members in the body so um, and this is all kind of what goes into it and Amanda, I think you sort of do the everything else to make it all work, so we all appreciate what, what you do too. It's like, uh, yeah, and all the, all the other stuff to make it work, uh, make it happen, Amanda. Good luck. Um, and we appreciate that. You're awesome. So thank you. <laughs> you never know what it's going to be from day to day. I, I don't think I want your job. <laughs> So I'm grateful for the, the gratitude, actually, or just for noticing um, in a way that, when you're on the Elder Board, you just hear about the different issues that you know people are having, like, oh yeah, I didn't really realize that person did that, so um, that's been a gift. Um, the Elder Board itself, um, I really do, again, echo what Mike said, it's not always easy to go back out on a Monday night um, after a long day of work. It has been a privilege, um, absolutely. Um, I wanted to share one of the things that was interesting to me was, and I think it was Ren who explained it to me first, was that the Elder Board uh, makes decisions on the basis of unity. And that concerned me a little bit because I've been on, not on an Elder Board necessarily, but on a Board of Trustees at another church. And it was kind of like... The vote typically was split. There was the conservative, the fiscally conservative folks, and there were the I have a dream folks, and they tended to, um, and and it was, it was, it was cool. I mean, there was nothing like, there was nothing bad about it, but it's a different experience to have that like, well, you don't build the tower without knowing the cost. And then the other guy's going, you know, like, well, you got to have some faith, you know, like, come on. So we're like throwing scripture at each other. Um, And it doesn't really, it doesn't work that way in this, in this body. And I, and I, I liked that. I was a little bit, I couldn't picture it, um, I was picturing some kind of a mystical unity that would descend like a cloud over us, and we would all um, come to agreement. And I couldn't wait to see that. But it was really much more gritty in, in a way. But 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 we would we just speak and come to a consensus. And the cool thing is, is that the folks on the elder board want to come to a positive consensus for the benefit of the church. And so it just in that conversation, it just kind of happens. But it's not formulaic or prescriptive, so it's a little bit uncomfortable at first when. People start asking the questions and they're coming from their different point of view. Um, But I really was, um, I really thought that was really cool over the last three years when I reflect on what we have gone through together and how that consensus has come about um, pretty typically, I would say. And and when it didn't, that was fine. So for the last three years, we've, um, we have a new building, we have a new children's ministry director, we have a new youth pastor. And now we're working on a new um, worship director, and this isn't something that this is something that Elder Board talks about, but it's not something that we're doing all the, all the work on that. Obviously, it's something that that many folks in the body have come together to make those things happen. Um, but it's pretty amazing what's happened in the last three years, and I I don't know if I would have <laughs> I don't know if I would have signed up for like all those changes, like is like because when when I joined, you know, I was like, hey, I like this Johnson place, like it's pretty good. I think I was the most neutral on the building purchase of. Of the folks on the elder board, and I had been—I had felt a little bit burned before by expansion plans, and and we're going to build our, you know, we're going to build our empire from some of the other churches that I had been to. I felt that it became kind of disruptive and distracting, and it could cause factions, and and so I was a little bit concerned about that because I kind of wanted to hold on to the the CBC that I was experiencing at the time. But um, it was pretty clear to me pretty quickly that this is what God wanted us to do, and uh, and and so it was a it was a pleasure and an experience to be part of that and to be persuaded in that in that vein that that this building. And the opportunities that it presented for reaching the community was a good idea. Um, so that was that was really cool. So. Um who knows, uh, maybe I'll be asked again to be an elder. Um, and if I do, I hope it's not because nobody else would do it, but it's because I brought something to the table. Um, it was a privilege, um, absolutely. And I, I just encourage any, anybody that um, is considering that or, or in whatever service you think I might have a, um, some insight into to come talk to me personally and, and just ask me how it went or for a little more insight into that. And that would be fine. Um, I would be happy to share. I'm just keeping an eye on the time. So, let me see. Yeah, it's kind of funny. I, I write really, really small so that I won't read it, and then it's like, why did I do that to myself? Um, <laughs> so, so, but I'm trying to like, you know, you know just just speak. So, um, anyway, um, I want to I want to wrap up by saying. Um, Thank you for your, your trust in me. Um, three years ago, I felt like you you really did you really did go out on a limb for somebody who was fairly new um, to the church, but um, definitely um, in love with it. And um, it has been a privilege to serve over the last over the last few years. And let's see where the where the future takes us. This is exciting. So um, thank you, oh, man.
2: Okay, for the next four hours, grab your Bible. We'll be teaching out of Revelations. Um, I'm glad you guys laugh, because I'm a nervous wreck um, yeah uh, just dittos and echoes to, to, to Dino and Mike um, you guys stole my thunder so I can pray we can go home <sighs> my name is Scott Watkins for those of you who don't know me and I am one of the, the elders here at Community Bible Church and again I just want to uh, say what these guys I just agree with it's just been a privilege to serve To serve here, to serve the body. And uh, just, yeah, it's just awesome. It really is. Those Monday nights, you you hear this laughing and stuff that goes on, you wonder if anything ever gets done. But yeah, it does. Believe it or not, it does. Um, Real quick for me, uh, it's been about seven or eight years ago, Bob Dupar cornered me uh, after a Bible study one night and said, I'm going to ask you something and whatever you do, don't laugh. All right, what do you do when someone says, what I'm asking you to do, don't laugh? You laugh. So I laughed. He said, I want you to consider coming on the elder board. And then I really laughed. Ha, 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 ha. ha. You want me on the elder board? Uh, I don't think so. So I started looking around at the guys that were on the board at the time. I said, look, look, I don't measure up. I'm totally inadequate, absolutely uncapable, and I don't meet the elder status. There's no way. You, you, you don't want me. I'm a mess. I can say this with all honesty, that I looked at these guys and I put them up on a pedestal, which I believe was obviously a mistake because I can speak for myself and I know I can speak for all the other elders and, and don't let this shock you guys, but we are sinners, <laughs> all of us. So uh, we all fall short of the glory. Um, none of us walk on water. None of us have performed any miracles last I saw. None of us. Our Christmas lights went up any easier. Nothing, just because we're an elder. Um, So I said, you know what? No, I can't do this. But again, with prayer and and reconsidering everything, and I thought, how am I going to do this? I said yes, but I meant to say no. I started praying more and more about it and started thinking more and more about it. And I could come to the conclusion that what that is, that's Satan putting doubts in my head. And that's what happens is he puts doubts and thoughts in our heads because he doesn't want us doing anything that's going to bring glory to the kingdom. So he's telling me what a wreck I am. He's telling me what a mess I am. And he's telling me that you don't measure up and you're not going to, you know. Meet the standard. So just uh, just step aside and let somebody else do it because there's plenty of other people who are way more qualified than you are. I'm not up here to to say that uh, I've got it all together. I don't want any glory or any you know anything be pointed at me and just you know to put me up on a pedestal like anybody else. Like I had made the mistake of doing because that's a that's definitely a mistake. I'm a wreck and I want you guys to know that. Um, the last. Three years. Well, I'm in the second year. I got one more year to go on, on my term on the board. And it has been a pleasure. It's awesome that we get the opportunity to serve here at Community Bible Church, to hang out on Monday nights like these guys said, that we get to spend a couple extra three or four hours of doing the church business and how that all works. And again, how we have to come to conclusions like Dino had said, how we get through the process can be a little difficult at times. Um, it's kind of interesting. I, I look at these, these five guys. There's five of us or six of us? Five, thank you very much. There's five. <laughs> I guess that counts me. There's five of us. Okay, check this out, guys. Of these, of these people, that, they're on the board with me. Or I, I have the, let me back up. They have the pleasure to be on the board with. Okay, one of them is an accountant. All these guys have bachelors. So I'm, I'm talking about measuring up here. See, I'm thinking about the guys when I first... Uh, Went on the board with, and now the guys I'm serving with now. All these guys have bachelors. One guy's a bachelor, uh, is is an accountant. One guy has a bachelor's in um, business. Another guy is 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 an engineer. And then um, we have Bob, who has a master's in in theology. Okay, and then there's me. I have nothing. I bring nothing to the table. You're looking at a guy who, if it had not been for girls in sports, probably wouldn't have made it through high school, OK? So how do I measure up? How, how, where do I fit in? You know, and I, and I think I am so blessed to get to hang out with these guys on Monday night because we pray for each other. We share life together. We do the church business together. We hold each other accountable. We share. It's, it's like a small group. And it's not a good old boys club in any way. Not at all. We just do life together, and we do the church business together. Um, I want to say it's been an honor to serve here at Community Bible Church. Um, I also have the privilege to work with the missions board and um, on the missions committee. We currently have 49 individuals that we support across the world, 17 families. Um, these missionaries are out. I said 49 individuals, but that doesn't consider or count the orphanages that are involved. There's a couple of orphanages in Africa that probably reach over a couple hundred kids. So know that um, anytime you guys give to CBC when you write your check or you're you're making your donation, Um, there's a percentage of that. Anywhere between 11 and 13% 13 of our annual budget goes towards missionaries in the missions field. So you're helping some support this stuff that's going on out in the field. Um, We have missionaries in Cambodia, Burma, Thailand, Ireland, Spain, South Africa, Zimbabwe, Costa Rica, Bolivia, Crimea, Papua New Guinea, Mexico, we support stateside communities, Choose for Jesus, Whitcliffe, HeartStream. And everybody here is a part of that. And it's just such a pleasure to know that being on the board, that we get to share with this, with, with everybody, with you guys. is just so awesome. Um, missions is what CBC is. It's in our DNA. We're all about going and sending people out on short-term trips. We're also about sending people out who want to make lifetime commitments to the field. We just recently had a couple of guys get back from South Africa. I don't see either one of them here, but Jeff Gertner and Dave Guzman just recently returned from South Africa. So if you guys get a chance to see them or when you see them, pull them off to the side. Ask them, hey, hey how'd it go? You know, How was it? Get a little insight. We're getting ready for our Mexico trip, which will be coming up in the springtime. And what that is, is we, it's in partnership with the youth. So what we like to do is we like to make that a family adventure. We like to get the families to go, mom and dad, with the kids. And this is what we call you know, doing missionaries, doing missions together as a family. And, um, and that way you're working alongside. And it's not just mom and dad saying, you know, it's talking about religion and talking about this and talking about that. But you're actually doing, doing mission to work together and working together as a team. And that's coming up in the spring. And if you have any questions about that, you can see myself or you can see Josiah, and we've been more than glad to, to help you out with that. We uh, take the Great Commission um, from Matthew 28 very seriously, which says, you know, Jesus says, Go out and make disciples in all the nations and baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, and I'll be with you all the way to the ends of the ages. We take that very serious. I want to wrap up by saying, too, that it's been a pleasure to serve here at Community Bible Church. My lovely wife and myself, on uh, twice a month, Mike, you'll love this, we work with the little kids. (laughs) And it's awesome. It is so awesome because they are so innocent. And they say things that just... You know, know, it's it's hilarious. They're so honest. Some of the things they talk about, you know, I won't even even go there just to spare you, okay? Um, I want to read a couple of quick passages out of Scripture in regards to children. And I will close us in prayer. We will move on and we'll get you out of here before noon. Matthew 18, 1 through 5. And of course, here's our buddies, the disciples. At this time, the disciples came to Jesus and asked, Who is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven? He called a little child and had him stand among them and said, I tell you the truth, unless you change and become like little children, you will never enter the kingdom of heaven. Therefore, whoever humbles himself, humbles himself like this child is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. And whoever welcomes a little child like this in my name welcomes me. And then jumping ahead to Matthew 19, 13, 15, to Jesus again. Then the little children were brought to Jesus to place them, and he placed his hands on them and to pray for them. But 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 the disciples rebuked those who brought them. And Jesus said, let the little children come to me and do not hinder them, for the kingdom of heaven belongs to such as these. When he had placed his hands on them, then he went away. I just want to finish and echo in closing with what the two guys said before me, that none of this is about any of us, nothing. This is all about God's kingdom and serving him with the gifts that he has given us and he's entrusted us to. And that's why we serve. And, and I just want to encourage those of you here too, that if you're waiting for the time when you're gonna think you're gonna measure up, or you think you're gonna be good enough, or you you think that you know whatever you fill in the blank, you know what it is. It's never gonna happen because we're always gonna be, you know, we're not gonna meet the standard because the goal's been set too high. Because Jesus is perfect, He set the goal, and and we just want to remember that. That's why we're here. That's why we serve. There's so many things that go on, and you don't have to be an upfront person to serve. You can actually, you know, be in the background because there's plenty of places to serve. And again, we just want to encourage you. We just want to thank you that we've had this opportunity to serve you and to be a part of this body. Uh, Let's go ahead and pray.